Han stansar alltid mm-hmm. inte en wang. <laughs> ha du? Ja, det var väl. Oh, det stinger jag på honom. Well, we all like a good spanking from time to time. Or is that just me? Abby goes by Hot Squeak on FetLife, and I really feel that her name is so appropriate, having experienced her skills firsthand. A very hot bum, followed by sharp squeaks of delight from both her and I, and yes, even Brett, you get the point. In this episode, Abby tells us how this all came to be a part of her life, talks about some of the highs and lows of her dealings with other kinksters on FetLife, and shares some observations on the differences between the Joburg and Cape Town kink scenes. We touch on her experiences with dating vanilla folks post-awakening, and she gives us some valuable advice on navigating FetLife as a platform to connect with other kinky folks. This episode has it all. Check out our two bonus mini-pods associated to this episode for her tips and tricks for beginner spankers, and also an edited action audio replay of her spanking the two of us. Enjoy the show! This podcast is proudly brought to you by We Are Not Professionals. We are likely to make mistakes while discussing our personal views and the amazing people over at We Are Here To Learn Too. Thank you, Abby, for having us in your beautiful home and cooking us amazing shakshuka, everyone. Amazing skills here. Well, Abby, please go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am Hot Squeak on FetLife. Um, I'm mainly into spanking mm-hmm. and impact play and pain, um, among other things. Um, I joined the scene in about 2013 um, and recently moved to Cape Town and I'm learning the scene here. Okay, scene, cool. in, scene in lockdown. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lovely scene. Totally, right? Rad. Yeah. Super fun. I love the scene in my in my house. Well, yeah, we also came to you, I think, uh, after we interviewed Jay, right? And you yeah. guys are kind of um, friends, friends in the scene. Yeah. Were you friends when you were in Joburg? Cause no, he's no, from no. Is he a new friend? I literally met everybody in the Cape Town scene in November and just happened to become very good friends with them very okay. quickly. Okay. And then so you had some time adventuring and meeting some people in the community before everything shut down. Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Thankfully. All right. Um, I wanted to ask, you said, sorry, I'm just going to jump in there. You were, you were talking about spanking, impact, play, and pain. Um, so impact, play, I don't think I really understand the term. Okay. So impact, play basically encompasses anything where you are taking an object and hitting another person with it. Hence, <laughs> impact. Okay. Uh, so it's mostly spanking, um, but it can involve whipping as well, flogging, Anything that involves hitting another person is impact play. Okay. Yeah. And I, I'm the, the, the main thing that's coming out for me at the moment with when we speak to different kinksters and people into different things is their connection to kink and their connection to kink and sex. Mm. For you, I mean, I, I see all the implements that <clears throat> we have uh, perused briefly this morning and... I'm I'm wondering for you if 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 it's not a personal question is <laughs> this spanking kink and impact pain pain for you linked to your sexual side or is it just the kink side of things? Um, first of all, no question is going to be personal, <laughs> so don't stress about that. Um, yeah, kink and sex are very linked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I get physically aroused mm-hmm. um, by receiving and giving pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it when the two go together. It doesn't mm-hmm. always happen that way. Um, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a turn on for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might not have sex with everybody that okay. I play with. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it is still arousing, arousing. sexual, sexually arousing. Mm. Yeah. So what do you think about the two schools of thought? Like I was wondering for myself, because for me, the kink that I've dabbled with has been very, you know, linked with my sexuality and obviously arousing for me as well. Do you think that, you know, there's place for the sort of hard line that people in this community we've seen in Cape Town seem to think that it's completely separate? Or do you think that, 
you know, people are just uncomfortable with the context of it and they just want to experience the shibari or the role play, but they don't want to, and the impact play, but they don't actually want to see people having sex or have that sort of energy in the room. I think kink is a very personal thing for everybody Mm -hmm. and different people get different things out of it. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of people, kink is a spiritual experience, it's a therapeutic experience, or it's a sexual experience, and there are many other reasons why people kink. Mm -hmm. So I can understand that if for you kink is a spiritual thing, that you don't want to be around a sexual space. I actually love the fact that the Cape Town scene scene seems to be more sex positive than the Joburg scene. Oh, really? Absolutely. Okay. Um, Sex just does not happen at Joburg parties. Okay. It's not not allowed. Mm -hmm. Um, It just doesn't happen, and it's very frowned upon Mm -hmm. if something sexual does happen at a party. What? Frowned upon? It's weird. It's very weird. Is it just because that's kind of how it's always been, and and so people kind of just carry on with that that way of being? Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of the old guard still um, active in the Joburg scene, and... I don't know. The vibe is different there. There's also a huge separation between swingers and BDSM people in Joburg. Okay. I know there's like a similar vibe in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Joburg scene seems to be very anti-sex. I don't know it's where it comes surprising from. It's super surprising for me. It's weird. It's surprising. Weird. It's, yeah. it's not, I mean, it, it, like to say anything is weird in any king scene seems sort of like... You know, you're like, okay, well, it is going to be unusual, but it just is so surprising to me. You would think, and I'm sure there's a lot more people as well, mm. right? Um, not so much anymore. Okay. The Joburg scene used to be massive. Um, mm-hmm. When I joined the community, um, parties were about 120, 130 people strong wow. on a regular wow. basis. Um, and that was more than one party happening a month. Uh, okay. There were about three parties every single month, yeah. and they were always packed. And were there regular same people throwing the same, like regular monthly party? Uh, yeah. Okay. So there's UBDSM that used to throw a party. Sound Barrier used to throw a party. Um, Dominant Male throws a monthly party, um, and then there were smaller like private-ish parties. But the Joburg scene has shrunk mm-hmm. over the past three years. Okay. Um, we had a lot of drama. And I think it scared a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. Um, and people kind of went their separate ways. Um, so you'll see the same faces at UBDSM. You'll see the same faces at Dominant Male's house parties. The same faces at Sound Barrier. And the same faces at Fetish Haven. Like little parties. clicks. With yeah, almost. I mean, it's not, it's not clicky. I feel mm-hmm. that the BDSM scene is a very welcoming space. Mm-hmm. But definitely certain crowds hang out at different clubs. And for instance, like if Freshies, Fresh Faces walked in, you would be recognized as somebody that's not usually in that space? Yes, absolutely. Okay, we, so we new faces. Yeah. <laughs> that's always my thing is that I feel like I want to, but I'm very aware of the fact that it's probably quite, not a closed scene in like a negative way, but just like the people are known. Um, and I think that's part of the, the part that, uh, certainly as a freshie approaching this um, lifestyle it was intimidating for me mm. to go I really want to do this but in order for me to do it I have to overcome all the normal like social anxiety of, of new spaces and then being very aware that my knowledge base skill level everything was lower and then I'm coming into a space on my own or with a partner and we're completely perceived as new mm. Um, how did you see this, the, the, the scenes either in Joburg or Cape Town? I'm not sure if you had enough experience in Cape Town seeing new people coming in. Did, did they look like deer in headlights? Is the amalgamation like a smooth transition? Did you see, like, I'm, I'm curious to know how that goes. Do you see a lot of people come and they never come again? Yeah, that does happen. Okay. You do get people that arrive and they're like, oh, this is not Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> um, and then you never see them again. Um, but generally the scene is super welcoming to newbies. Mm-hmm. Um, spaces are designed to be welcoming to newbies. There's a lot of education that happens at all the parties. Mm-hmm. The introduction speeches that happen at parties in Joburg um, are always geared towards new people. Um, Do they make you stand up and go, welcome new people? No, no, no. I'm joking. Fuck, they don't do that. (laughs) Jesus. I would be like, (laughs) Uh, is anybody here for the first time? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
mean, they might do that, but I mean, it's it's not like there's the fresh meat, guys. Yeah, get it. Dig in. Um, no, it's more like okay, cool. Let me show you. Like this is the person to go to for rope. This is the person to go okay. to for spanking. Like here's the club. Here are the rules mm. and. Don't do anything non-consensual. Yeah. It's super welcoming, um, especially dominant males parties in Johannesburg. That sounded like the scariest name to me when you said dominant male. Dominant like, male. definitely would not. That was scary me as well. <laughs> yeah. um, he's not scary at all. Okay. He's, he's... Uh, it just sounds plural. He's totally flirty. Dominant males. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. As, as, the dominant as, a, as a, like a, a baby girl, it would be quite scary, I think, walking into something like that. No. In your no. mind, like when you hear dominant males, you think, oh my gosh. So that's what I'm saying, like perception as a freshie. Mm. The names I think are, are quite fun for people that are kind of in the in the mm. zone. Mm. But I think that would be the last party that I would have started really? with. Yes, definitely. Okay. I mean the the first event that I booked for was a girls only event. Yeah. Um and it was supposed to be happening at Unit thirteen in mm. April. And I had booked for it, and I was super excited because I thought at least it's I girls only. Oh, really? Was <laughs> and it then you? Cancelled it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was Sorry. booked for that. Well, I mean, Corona, right? Yeah. Fuck this yeah, shit. Yeah. But um, I was, I was thinking because I liked the way it read. It said there would be, you know, play areas, and then there would just be like talking, sort of like conversation and learning area. And I thought that would be an easy way to kind of go in because it's it's ladies and. I'd feel kind of less, um, I don't know, preyed upon. I don't know if that's the right thing. Um, and we've spoken to certain people within this community that have sort of, I think, varying degrees in terms of their opinion of, you know, bad things that may happen in this community, like in general, not necessarily Cape Town or Joburg. Have you been, uh, have you seen anything like that that you would have cause for concern? I mean, we've heard like people that are known for being sort of like on the edge and sketchy, they kind of get iced out. Mm-hmm. Is there some sort of like self-cleaning mechanism within this community? So, unfortunately, it's pretty difficult to get rid of those mm. those type of people, um, that type of people. But you see that happening from yeah. time to time. Um, so the first person that I ever met or fake life ended up being a rapist. Oh, lovely. Um, he didn't rape me, thank yeah. goodness. Um, but I picked up on some really like sketchy red flags and I was like, fuck no. Mm. Um, and a couple of years later, it came out. And a lot of people um, promoted him and said, wow. like, you know, he's been in the scene for, like, 20-odd years. Lots of experience. Wow. Wonderful yeah. guy. Wow. Like, And then slowly, all of these stories started coming out. So all that we can do is ban these type of people from parties and events um, and make it known. Mm. We can't name and shame mm-hmm. on Fate Life. This particular guy was named and shamed by a very ballsy friend of mine. Okay. Um, she just went on, it, on Fate and she was like, this guy is a fucking rapist. And yeah, it was so great. Um, unfortunately, drama. she got banned and whatever. Um, oh, nothing like victim blaming. Yeah, right? Jeez. Um, so... That's all that we can do. Unfortunately, they still hang around on Fake Life. They make new profiles. Mm. Um, you can't really track these guys because we don't use static IP addresses anymore. Mm-hmm. So Fake Life can't really do anything. Yeah, it's not up to the platform to and control that. Yeah. Banning these type of people from parties also means that it's it's more difficult to control their behavior. Mm. So this it's like yeah. a catch-22. Mm. Let them in so we can see what they're doing. Nobody can see what they're doing. They're DMing mm. every single new girl that rocks up on the website mm-hmm. and convincing them that the scene sucks and the community is terrible. Let and me show you. I'm, I'm the good guy. Like, those people are insane and, and scary. Like... Come, uh, come for coffee with me, and I'll show you. Oh. Like the grooming, basically, just it's in... basically grooming. Yeah, it's wow. disgusting. And what do you feel like average age? I mean, you said you entered into the scene. Uh, twenty-two, twenty-three. Okay, yeah. and you feel like? Do you feel like at that time there were people of your similar age, or was yeah. it older? Yeah. So thank goodness. Um, there happened to be a whole bunch of other younger women that joined the scene round about the same time as me, mm-hmm. um, within the space of a couple of months. Um, so that was really cool. But in general, the scene is older. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people have hang-ups about this stuff and only join, like, in their 40s. Um, 
And it's really difficult, I think, when you're younger to sort of understand your sexuality and come to terms with it. So many people only enter the scene much later. So the crowd mm. does tend to be older. And then obviously they stick around. Like young people that arrive are just like, hey, I watched Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm going to go to a BDSM mm. party. And then they're like, oh shit, actually this is not for me. Not yet. Or yeah. you have or, some And interest. they have like busier lives than older people. You know, mm. you're out partying. You have other interests. Mm. Like you haven't quite settled down yet and figure out what you want. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's a mix, but it's generally an older crowd. And you were saying um, about um, like understanding yourself sexually and um, how did that happen for you? When was... How did uh, that happen for me? How did you know like, someone? Well, yeah. Not necessarily that, but uh, Cherie has a question sometimes like the fuck that made you. Yeah. Um, obviously that's not necessarily a single event, yeah. but like... A, so, so I'll answer the one question very quickly and I'll answer the other one long-winded. Um... Hmm. I have stopped trying to figure out why the hell I am why I am. I'm having fun. Mm. I fucking enjoy it. You're being safe. I get my rocks off. I'm being safe. Mm. I don't need to know any more than that. I'm not going to go and explore my fucking trauma and daddy issues. Mm. (laughs) Like, I'm just, I'm not going to sit here and try and suss out. It's stressful, Mm. man, to think about that shit. Painful. So, fuck it. Why do I like things? No, just like them. Yeah, just like them. Just embrace them and be like... I love to jerk off to photos of bruised butts yeah. and it's great. Mm-hmm. And then um, in terms of how I like sort of discovered kink and how I was into it, um, I knew that something was off when I was a teenager because... Mm-hmm. Um, or just different like than ju- just, your friends. Yeah, like I used to cut myself and then masturbate, which is totally not <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm I mean, sure it's normal for a handful of people. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's mm. abnormal, but it's definitely unusual. Not the usual, yeah. And then um, I had a boyfriend when I was about 18, 19, and he um, scratched the living shit out of my back, and I scratched the living shit out of his back, and then we would go and, like, compare marks in the mirror. <laughs> and I probably should have known then that maybe... Yeah, they I mean, and I was like, I'm not kinky. I just like bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was in college and I started like Googling a lot of um, BDSM art and bondage and stuff. And I found Fate Life through um, Gone Wild, Reddit Gone Wild. I used to post nudes of myself for attention, mm-hmm. um, as one does. Mm-hmm. Uh and someone introduced me to Fate Life, and initially I was like, oh, there's no way I could ever, ever, ever hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. So no this way. is like late yeah. teens, early 20s? So yeah, this yeah. is early 20s. So college, like yeah. 20, 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I joined Fate Life, and I think, no ways. This is fucking hardcore. Super hectic. Hectic. Yeah. Um, and then I got spanked for the first time, and I was like... This is it. By a lover? By a friend. Okay. Uh, The same friend that I mentioned earlier that went on the rampage. Okay. um, Okay. Bless her. And then she was like, oh yeah, I'll spank this guy who I had a crush on at the Mm -hmm. time. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't hurt people. Mm -hmm. Okay. I I don't do that. I just like looking at the pictures of the the, the marks. Yeah. It's, you can spank me. That's fine. I'm not, I could never, ever, ever inflict pain on somebody. Mm. Um, And... Obviously, that didn't last very yeah. long. Um, and I spanked him, and I was like, fuck yeah, this is fun also. Um, and it just progressed from there, trying to find people who would actually hit me hard enough. <laughs> um, that's pretty much the backstory. And this is a, something I like to ask uh, kinky people that are so um, aware of what they like and are living in the like, yes, this is what I, I like to do. You know, uh, we will get into your relationship style preferences, but um, romantic partners or sexual partners, if they're not into impact play, is it a deal breaker for you? Like, if it, is it super boring if it's just like it's super vanilla super sex? super boring. Yeah. It's super boring. <laughs> so I've tried, I really, really have tried to date vanilla people. Um, and I did successfully for about a year mm-hmm. have a vanilla relationship. Mm-hmm. Um 
he did spank me, but he wasn't into it, mm. which is immediately like, yeah, yeah. if, you're, if yeah. you're not into it, I'm like, The whole point know. is that we're having a connection and yeah, enjoy, yeah, yeah. both enjoying exactly. the moment for... If, yeah. yeah, if I can see that you're not into it, then I'm definitely not going to be yeah. into it. It was just like, a, oh, well, you like this thing, so mm. I will do it for you. Mm. Oof. Okay, I'll yeah, do it for you. Oh, way to yeah, turn me on, man. Yeah, I guess I'll do that I'm for you. I'm so hot right now. <laughs> and then there's that whole shame response because you're going, yes. oh, I'm, I'm, I yeah. really am, I actually mm. really like it. But then in the moment, you know, you're you aware that he's not really mm. into it. And then, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, no, I am not a fan of dating vanilla people. The nice mm -hmm. thing about being polyamorous is that I can date vanilla people and get my rocks off somewhere else okay. as well, which is pretty rad. Yeah. Um, what is... So, I mean, vanilla is a scale sometimes, I guess. Sure. So, I mean, judging by the, the equipment that you have, <laughs> I feel pretty vanilla. Yeah. I, I, and I imagine like that maybe... Not because you don't like it, just because you haven't dedicated time to developing Oh, sure. It. I mean, I'd yeah. probably enjoy, you know, using some of those implements. I don't <laughs> about receiving them. We'll find no. out later. <laughs> um, but, you know, so what's the scale of vanilla for you? Like, like a couple of... Spanky spankies is, or do you need to deliver Hardcore. pain? Yeah. It depends on on the person, the dynamic mm. with the person, mm. and the type of play. So spanking is not the be all and end all for mm. me. I also like being choked. Mm. I like small penis humiliation. Mm. I like um, humiliation mm -hmm. and degradation. Um, I like nipple torture as well. And those things for me are like pretty easy to to find in vanilla yeah. people mm. um, and most people are into that sort of stuff or just like throwing you around mm. and being rough with you and anal play mm. like that's really easy to explore with people who mm. are vanilla right mm. um, whereas the kind of spanking that I like probably not going to convince a vanilla person to do yeah. that um, but yeah there are scales like most guys are pretty cool with choking me and calling me a filthy bitch and, all that, so. <laughs> and have you converted have you been involved in anyone's like come, come to here. come to jesus moment where you know they were super vanilla before and you teach them a few things and then they become a full-blown kingston that i've dated yeah no yeah <laughs> oh. we spoke to jay and he he seems to be like a gateway drug for yeah. you know polyamory yes, yes. <laughs> nudism and exhibitionism yeah. he's like yeah just find people and then tell them the good news and then yeah. they become the way i want them to i'm like wow okay <laughs> no i think um people look at my profile and are immediately intimidated on fake life yeah look the um, bums are pretty blue and yeah. black and pink and bleeding yeah. yeah pretty hectic so the second i tell people i'm into bvsm and this is what i like it's mm -hmm. usually like <gasps> yeah um so no i haven't successfully convert to anybody <laughs> um, there have been people who are like mm, I think everybody's a little bit kinky interested right? yeah I think everyone is kinky definitely not yes. a single person on this planet is vanilla mm. you just need to find their kink yeah so perhaps their kink was bondage mm. and there was like a misalignment mm. um, or maybe they were scared off mm. or just went not wrong. ready for mm. for that sort of exploration. Mm. So no, unfortunately, I haven't converted <laughs> any partners. And in terms of um, the scene, do you think that the spaces are evolving, or do you think that there's kind of a plateau in terms of like this is the way it is, and this is kind of what we like to do, and these are the kind of people? Because my my um, interest with it at the moment is obviously that it's relatively fresh and new for me mm. and I wonder with repetition and the same sort of faces and the same venues and the same I get easily bored and what often happens with me when I get easily bored is that I find myself just like trying different things mm. that I may not even have ever had you know a, a draw to just because I'm flipping bored do you see those spaces evolving? Does it feel like there's like cadence or rhythm as like a as a community, or is it just a safe space that everyone can come and do what they need to do and take what they need to take away from it, or is there progression in terms of like the idea of it? So of Joburg versus Cape Town here, I think, is 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 relevant. Um, 
Joburg goes through phases. Mm-hmm. There are like things that are on trend. I don't know. Okay. Um, so they'll go through like an impact play phase. Okay. Suddenly everyone's into impact play. Okay. Then everyone's into needles. Then everyone's into rope. Then everyone's into flogging. Yeah, you see the same faces. I've never been bored at a party. I'm usually like one of the last people to leave. Um, the Cape Town space seems to be a lot more diverse and interesting. And mm-hmm. somebody's always doing, okay, I haven't been to that many parties because okay. lockdown yeah. and only here in November. Um, but it does seem to be a lot more diverse. It's not the kind of space I see myself getting bored in okay. anytime soon. Because the individuals seem a little bit uh, less um, interested in just doing the same thing or yes. following a trend yeah. or something yeah. like that. And, and also because it's a, a more welcoming space, I okay. feel, and a more consent-focused space, mm. um, people are a lot open, a lot more open to like exploring and okay. trying new things. Because there's a greater sense of safety and understanding. Yeah. Okay. They also seem to be more keen to learn, mm-hmm. um, which is not the case in Joburg. People okay. are very like egotistical. I'm sorry, Jobo Kingsters, if you know me, but like. Oh, well, it's we true. heard that from a, a previous guest, W, who came to Cape Town after okay. his experience in the Jobo scene, okay. and he said there was a lot of. Um, toxicity. Yeah, a lot of toxicity. Yeah. He also had experience. He's, we, that's why I asked the question about the unsafe people, yeah. the idea of that. Um, and he said it used to happen quite a lot. And there was a lot of kink shaming for him because he was a switch, and back then. When he started in the kink realm, like, you know, switches were kind of perceived as people who didn't know what they wanted and, you know... Just like bisexuals. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So now <laughs> bisexuals are being shamed because you're just being greedy. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's such a weird dynamic within what is supposed to be quite an accepting, open... Like the whole definition of it seems to be yeah. acceptance. Yeah. Um, so the idea that there's a judgment in that space is very shocking That's to me. Weird. Have you ever been kink shamed for being a switch? Uh, not for being a switch, no. But I have been um, told that I'm taking it too far before. Um, constantly asked if I'm okay. Um, well, like like in the middle of a play, I was interrupted by a dungeon master to check if I was okay. And I was like... What, like you hadn't lost your mind or I something? I was being spanked. No, and he was like, no, those marks are like way too severe. You know, like you're new to the scene. There's no way this can be like okay and I turned around with like this massive grin on my face and I was like I'm fine bro like chill out stop breaking the vibe yeah man you just like fucking interrupted a play um and yeah a couple of people have been shamed for being too extreme in the Joburg scene um and for being sexual um in the Joburg scene but never for being a switch okay yeah I suppose maybe that was a bit further back it's also maybe a gender-based thing right that's made up perhaps a little bit more uh if you're not dominant then you should be ashamed what because he liked to be sub at some point that some sort of toxic thing like with men like you always have to be strong okay whereas with a with a woman like i know you're a switch we love the switches well i Mm. do at least (laughs) well it's more versatility who bottom as well they're my favorite okay (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, no, I didn't see that, so it okay. must have been from a different From a bit, of, a bit earlier, yeah. yeah. And in terms of, I mean, you mentioned pro-doming. What do you, what do you see in that term when you say pro-doming? Um, people who do kink for a living. Okay. Uh, sex workers, mm-hmm. um, professional dominatrixes. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a whole persona outfit? No, no, no. Oh. I briefly pro-dumped okay. and then found out it wasn't for, for me. you. Okay. I like doing this shit for fun. Yes. Um, I don't want to be told what to do mm. by a bottom either. Because mm. <laughs> when you're pro-dumbing, it's mm. like you're, you're providing a service, service. to somebody, right? Yes. There's not necessarily a connection that you have with yeah. you. And I really like to have a connection with the people I play with. I'm never... I don't really like pickup play at parties and pickup play, sorry, in case mm-hmm. anybody doesn't know, is when you haven't organized any sort of play beforehand. You just see someone at a party and you're like, hey, spank me. Mm. Um, so I like, I like having a connection with the people I play with. If I cannot have a conversation over a cup of coffee with you, then I oh. cannot play with you. Oh. You are a personality and a human being before an object that I want to Inflict pain on, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Or have it. And I want to know the person that I'm engaging yes, with. Yes, I do. I want to have yeah. a conversation with you. It doesn't, before and the king doesn't dominate the experience. The no, king no, no, accentuates no. the positive yes, experience. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And when you have these, these uh, you say like you don't like the pick up play at parties. Um, when you have at the parties, do you then negotiate the play or yeah. do you do it beforehand and then you play at the party? How would you say you normally go about So that? I try to pre-negotiate plays with people um usually if somebody approaches me it's because they want something more severe mm-hmm. um and i need to know that people are risk aware mm. um that they understand what they're getting themselves in for um and that I know their limits as well. I never want anybody to walk away traumatized <laughs> from a play. The first time I play with someone, I also try to not go too much, mm. even though they've asked for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not ideal. I know it sucks for some people. I was there when I first entered the scene. I was like, more, more, more. And people Hard-hearted. were like, whoa, fucking slow down. <laughs> um, but I, I would rather not give somebody enough than go too far Mm. um so pre-play negotiation is really important to me i need to know do you like because there's so many different things especially with impact play do you like long pauses between strokes Mm. do you like being hit in quick succession what is your safe word is always an important one because i don't play with red green yellow personally Mm. i also need to know that you're not going to be like, no, 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 stop, 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 and not mean it. Mm. I want to know that you're the type of person that if you say stop, you mean stop. So I personally do not play with people who enjoy that sort of role play. Mm. Um, I need to make sure that if you need aftercare, I give you what you need. Um, I need to trust your communication skills. If you are going to space during an impact play... I don't really feel comfortable mm. calling a safe word on your behalf, you know. Mm. So I want to know, should I check in with you regularly? Mm. Um, how hard do you want to be hit? And I'll usually, like, hit a pillow. Um, aside from the fact that it's good, like, negotiation <laughs> also scares the living shit out of people when you hit... <laughs> Something else. <laughs> when you hit a pillow and you're like... Wah! Yeah. Yeah, it's it's intimidating as fuck. Yeah. Um, That's yeah, what, you, what you're talking about there is also important, aside from the enjoyment of the experience uh is also for your own personal safety as a human being in the world right that's if you need to know that the person you're playing with is going to communicate with you very clearly stop now Mm. or i'm having a great time yeah like just let so you don't worry about like later on that the the person now is like oh fuck you you did this to me and you abused me and so uh, so for that reason i like either the should be witnesses during the pre-play negotiation if it is a pick-up play at a party Mm. Um, and generally there are people around Um, and if it's via text then I have everything in black and white Mm. so I hate thinking this way I hate thinking like I have to negotiate to defend myself Mm. but you never know what people are capable of but generally I mean I suss out somebody's Mm. vibe and if you seem cool and I know who you are from Fed Life mm. and I sort of have vetted you and spoken to you, then chances are I don't need to do that. But there have been situations where a guy like randomly DM'd me on Fed Life and he mm. was like, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Mm. And I was like, my dude, are you sure? <laughs> my dude. <laughs> do you know me? Yes, 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 I will. But don't cry to your mama after. Yeah. Um, and I said to him, you know, like, are you sure you have never seen me play in person? Mm. Um, you've never seen me cane anybody. Mm. Um, are you fucking sure? Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 absolutely. He sends me a photo of, like, a bloodied up ass. And he's like, this is what I want to look like. Oof. And Yo. I was like... Was it his ass from a cool. previous meeting? No, or just an example? It was not. So I met this guy and um, I caned him. I did not go as hard as I possibly could. At a party? Could. No. Uh, we had play. a private play. Um, I booked Dominant Male's dungeon mm-hmm. um, rather than bring the guy to yeah. my house. Like, don't, don't do that, please, ever. Unless you have, like, an established relationship with someone. Yeah. Um, and I showed him afterwards on a pillow, like, what my hardest is. And I was like, my dude, if 
I had hit you that hard, you mm. would actually be fucking traumatized. Mm. Yeah. Don't approach random people on Fate Life and tell them that you want them to hit you as hard as they can. Because some people will. So, some yeah. people will. Yeah. Some people absolutely will. Mm. So, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. So, um, uh, I was thinking, like, there's almost like a space there where um, a person who absolutely will, uh, and, and maybe some people want that person who absolutely will, th- that, like, moves into a sadism space, right? Mm. Do you consider uh, your... Uh, a sad- have a sad- sadomasochistic relationship with, with, uh, with impact play? Or you just enjoy the... Um, yeah, I do have a sadomasochistic... Why is that worth something? It is yeah. tricky. It's like when you say fetishize, I'm like, oh, he's getting it's so like, hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I do have a sadomasochistic relationship with kink, but I don't know. Like, what is the definition of sadism? Are we t- uh. talking like pure abuse here, or mm. are we talking inflicting suffering? It upon makes it. me horny. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's uh. there's a big difference between that. I don't like giving pain to people purely for the sake. Of pain. Sadism almost feels like you're giving a person the pain that they don't actually want. Mm. And yeah. I'm going to enjoy yeah. it. That part of no. that part of it. And I think that's why I often battle with the term sadomasochism because yeah. it feels like sadism Torture. has a specific thing yeah. that you're getting what I want to give you, even if you don't want it. No. That feels off for me. Yeah. I, so yeah. I know like when there are mistress-slave relationships then that is the case in some relationships and it's negotiated and that's like just the way it is. So it's set in advance and then the rest is kind of... Yeah. Negotiation is also You do whatever the fuck I want you to. There's like very little say. So it's like Mm -hmm. blanket consent Mm -hmm. to basically own a person. Contract. I really don't like that personally. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with people who do like that. I want to know that while I'm spanking you, you are getting enjoyment out of it mm-hmm. in whatever <laughs> form whatever that you takes. like yeah. um, that you're not going to walk away traumatized um, that you enjoy the experience and that you enjoy the interaction it does absolutely nothing for me to hit a person who does not enjoy it yeah. then I'm just like I am violating you this, this is person. wrong yeah. Yeah. can I ask a question as a as a relatively fresh person into impact play and BDSM like I'm listening to the questions that you would ask or negotiate with somebody pre-play and I see the viability in all of them but I wouldn't even know whether I'd like to be hit quickly on the same spot I know that I think I'm afraid of something that's more stingy than it is more dull but I think that's general for the case I really don't know like how and perhaps you're not the right person to ask because you're kind of like a an extreme like you you have that range which is at the top end of what I would ever go for like usually as a first pass I don't think a freshie at a party would be like yeah that's that's who I want to spank me maybe but I would I would struggle to find myself in that and be able to um communicate that way How, how do you guide people that are new to it so believe it or not um i can hit softly <laughs> you just don't want it I, no no i do yeah, okay. i enjoy it if, okay if there's a lot of reaction from the person if i'm hitting softly mm. then i enjoy it just as much okay so it's the reaction it's the more reaction. than the actual yes. power. i mean i really enjoy hitting hard but, but <laughs> it's about the person's reaction so when when you first play with somebody obviously you ask them these questions and they're like I have no fucking idea mm-hmm. where I want to start. Then I go, okay, I'm going to hit this pillow. This is like, here's mm. a variety of implements. We're going to try all of them out. And then I'm going to hit you like soft and ask, okay. ask how you are. Medium, ask how you are. Mm. Okay, now what if I do it quickly? What if I slow it down? What if I hit you really hard, then pause? Mm. Um, and when somebody's new, a pre-play discussion is almost impossible Mm. obviously you discuss things like safe words and limits and whatever Mm. um but there has to be a lot of communication during the actual play Mm -hmm. so after every single stroke you check in Mm -hmm. how was that for you was that nice um do you want me to go harder should i go a lot softer um how did the implement feel do you want to switch to a different implement do you maybe want to try something a little bit more thuddy a little Mm. bit more stingy Mm. what in this box appeals to you like what are you really keen on trying um 
and it's just about constant communication. Um, I have actually spanked a lot of newbies, okay. um, a lot of new people. So one of the shitty things is that people assume that I only have a hard set. Okay. okay. Um, people assume that I only want to um, beat the crap out of people, and that's not the case. Yes, yes. If you're like, if I'm hitting you softly and you're like screaming and mm. giggling and whatever, then... I'm going to have so much fun. The chemistry, the chemistry of the, the moment. Chemistry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's not okay. just... I mean, if it were just about beating the shit out of something, I would hit my pillow mm. and that... And feel release yeah. from it. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And in, in these play parties, um, I'm trying to see the scene in, in, in that. Would you just stay in, a, in an area where the impact play is happening and kind of like wait for the, for the people to come and ask you? Or you're you already have some idea of the people that you would like to play with or how um, does that work? Cause I feel like I would be at a party and I would want to be involved, but I'd be like, what is the protocol? You know what I mean? Do you just go and be brave and say, look, this is, this is what I want to do. Or is there some sort of formality involved? So I don't think there's, there's a formality involved. Generally the party host, if you approach the party host and you say like, I'm interested in trying rope, they'll be like, mm-hmm this person is experienced go to them um if you want to try this then go to that person um or you just ask around yeah. and you're like what are you into okay. like how much experience but i recommend checking out the attendance list before you mm-hmm. go to a party and sort of like vetting people do some research seeing yeah do your research like we all facebook store people mm. like why not do the same thing on fake life i definitely do <laughs> i go through the profile of every single person at an event i want to know who's going to be there what are they interested in um and then you can approach people and be like hey i saw your profile on fate um and i really like this thing that you mentioned like would you be willing to tell me a little bit more about that? And mm. people love talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they love talking about their kinks. They love sharing. Um, so most people will be really open to to telling you exactly what they're into and how they found it. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's like an avenue then to, to explore from. So there's no formality. Just speak to people. Be yourself. It's a bunch of normal human beings. I, like, expected big scary leather people when yeah. I went to my first in my head that's how it yeah. plays out you know? <laughs> and I went there and I was like oh these it just are, looked like regular folk normal <laughs> this is not this is not hardcore what the fuck's going on here okay so just approach people like you would and mm-hmm. like you have a common interest and it's like I know that you play baseball. Mm, I'm yeah. totally interested in playing baseball. Let's do it together. Tell a bit. me stuff. Let's yeah. throw a ball around sometime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess for me, you know, the, the, the idea, because I came into kink and BDSM with Brett, um, for me, it's still kind of linked into some sort of romantic partnership connection. Mm. I think it would be very interesting for me to see how it would be because I'm you know even when uh, we were on our way here um, and I said to him I think we should you know get Abby to spank at least one of us and I was very interested in it Mm. and I'm like I wonder if I will derive the same like arousal or it will just be then like the fun of uh, testing like how much pain I can take Mm. and the framing for me is so interesting Mm. and that's why I think in those in those spaces I wonder if I would just want my partner to spank me at those places or whether I'd want to do it with other people and then whether I'd be like attracted to that person afterwards. Like it's, it's a very uh, unique experience that I, 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 I wonder what it would do for me because when I heard speaking to other guests about this division between kink and sex and then I, it made me question, is this something that I did with breath that was something that I felt was like a connection thing or do I really just like being spanked or do I really just like being choked and it wouldn't matter who was doing it I would get aroused and it would be fun for me that is like a very deep question so when you open yourself up to this kind of thing with people you're exposing something very very vulnerable about mm-hmm. yourself you're not gonna walk up to like work colleagues mm-hmm. and no be like, definitely hey. not so it's almost like the secret place where you share really deep things about yourself Mm. and that's really really special Mm. and you're being super vulnerable around these people 
So I think it's impossible not to form some kind of connection with the people that you play with. It doesn't have to be romantic, though. Mm. It can be... I have, like, friendships that have lasted years and years and years that have just purely been a BDSM relationship. And I know that I trust this person with certain things Mm. about my body and about their body that I wouldn't necessarily share with other people. It's not a romantic connection. Mm -hmm. And maybe I won't trust them with, like, vanilla information. But... You are super vulnerable. You're exposing Mm. something to people that you don't expose in daily life. And that's really special. Mm. And it's also a place where you can be yourself, completely yourself. Um, You don't have to have a romantic relationship with everybody. I believe that every dynamic that we have with every single human being we interact with is different. Mm. And it can be that way in a king space as well. Mm. I felt that a lot. I mean, I think what was, you know, and people who have listened to the the first two episodes of our podcast will, for me, understand that how, like, um, transformative it was. Mm. And I... You know, if somebody had told me this was something that I would be looking to as a as one of, and it's not the only thing I'm doing, obviously, as a, a stream of personal development and spiritual growth and psychological healing, I would have laughed and just said, you're just a dirty fucker who wants to, you know, do dirty shit. But yeah, you, definitely, right? <laughs> Sometimes you can just but like, no, but like, I remember there was, there was one time specifically that I remember that we were playing and um, I had a bed restraint. I have a bed restraint system. It's not set up now because it used to make me cry when we were broken up. And uh, I had it and it was one of the, I mean, we have didn't use it very much before we broke up, but I think he tied me down on my face and we had a pretty intense play session. And then he was going to go and get stuff at the kitchen or whatever. And then I'm like, just leave me here, like on the bed. Like I just want to be on the bed. And I think he kept checking in on me, but I was like, no, I'm fine. And I just remember just like lying there and crying on my bed and I didn't even know what was happening, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, it felt, um, uh, very strange that after something so intense in your body, it felt like, um, some sort of emotional block had been released, you know, and, uh, it's. It, I think it would be very difficult for me to continue that kind of work with a person that was just a dumb, do you know what I mean? Or something like that. So I think each person would need to find like their level, you know? I think I would automatically, because of who I am, as a person who likes to connect like deeply, that I think I would be very cautious of people that I would let in that space, like like a fun like bit of spanking here and there is one thing, but like in like a play session where I'm allowed to like you say be yourself and drop all that act and trust that person with parts of yourself and your body that you're not even sure like you've you know really let out much. I think I would have to be very careful because I think for me I would bond with that person. And I think in this space, which is what I'm so apprehensive about, this idea of like negotiating play and play partners, it seems kind of frivolous. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's fine for if, if people are just like, okay, cool, have a PlayStation, pack up your stuff and go. But I would be concerned that I would be like, okay, cool, I kind of need you to be like more and that person. But I suppose that's where the negotiation comes in. You, know? you speak about that kind of stuff beforehand mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. say, look, I'm not just looking for like a once off yeah. tie me up and spank me kind mm-hmm. of deal. I need somebody with a deeper connection. Yeah, and that's you're available. Allowed, yeah. You're allowed to communicate that. Mm. And people are allowed to say yes and they're allowed to say no. Yeah, that would make me feel so scared because I feel like I would just be like a silly baby in this environment oh, going, yeah. I want to do the things, but I don't want people to be like, okay, now, you know, I'll rub your back and do a bit of aftercare or whatever, but then you must, you know, be grown up about it you know because I think for me a lot of the stuff that I access is not grown up you know a lot of that stuff is not even something that I could explain you know so have you had any moments like that with someone where you've seen something like happen and you've been able to like deal with that I think it must be quite scary as somebody wielding the the canes and the stuff when that comes up for someone like how does that make you feel do you feel prepared for that like your personal self well 
I don't approach it any differently than any other interaction with somebody. Okay. Again, we are human beings, sure. we're not objects. Mm. So I'm going to put the fucking cane down yeah. and speak to you like <laughs> yeah. a human being okay. and treat you like a human being. Mm. It's just because we're doing something kinky at the time, mm. it doesn't mean yeah. that you are just an object. Well, your very humanity is the most important part, I think. Like, Absolutely. Uh, that's like Absolutely. that I care for you as a human yes. being right now and you are the person that I'm sorry I'm sniffing and gross uh, and I'm not even crying uh, is that and you were talking about the connection thing is that you, you're almost like speaking human to human there's, mm. there's no gender there's no there's just like yeah. need and want and delivery and flow of like kindness and what, however that kindness may be for each person uh, it's a it's, really raw, pure experience. And that's the beauty of it. It's so beautiful that that, yeah. that is the part. I mean, mm. I think that's why I find kick interesting because I'm like, I can get to know you and connect with you so fully mm. um, uh, that sometimes doesn't exist in the real world. And that that the the release of like body and 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 mind and history and all those things, and it's just a human being there with you that you're caring for in whatever way that they need care. And vice versa. But I feel like such an intense person that for me to then still access a new level of intensity, it kind of is, it was frightening for me. I thought mm-hmm. to myself, like, I don't know if, if I even know what to do with this feeling. Do you know what I mean? Um, but the, the insight was so valuable that I kind of like lean in, you know, and I think that's where possibly things sometimes may go wrong just like in any sort of you know two-person arrangement whether it's romantic or friendship whatever there's always misunderstanding and and possibility for things to go awry you know um but like you say it's vulnerability and for me vulnerability is almost impossible and so this has been one of the very few avenues that i feel like because there is such a sharp focus on structure it's actually you have a very unique um, opportunity to actually access vulnerability in a safe way that makes you feel like you can actually do it in increments and reap the you know the positive uh, response sort of reward system. They're going, okay, cool, I can actually do this with mm. this person or this person in these situations with the structure, and it feels empowering versus just feeling like completely left out to mm. to dry. But um, yeah, I think like you say, kink is going to be different for everyone. I just get self conscious because I feel like. I'm okay with the fact that I'm probably never going to be like the most extreme kingster in the world. Like I love the outfits. Yeah, I know it isn't, but for me, <laughs> everything's a competition. Do you know what I mean? Like she I wants am, to win. I am the most extremely competitive person, and I think it would be it would be difficult um, for me to to know whether I would be able to be true to myself in those spaces and whether it wouldn't be just to your, your internal competition that yeah, you're like I want it to like, be a okay, great now it needs to be a next step even my question to you about is the scene evolving am I going to get bored like these things are I'm you like I'm not even in bored. yeah I'm not even in it yet and I'm going where is the finish line <laughs> there is no show me where the five stars are at so I can go there fucking get no them finish yeah. line. Huh? don't do the kid in the candy store thing yeah that's no. all I'm warning you I started doing that a bit and I think it's really what um, I mean, besides the fact that our communication was totally fucked when we were dating, um, the DDLG thing became such a, a fun place for me to look at, and and I was like, oh, this totally, you know, it thrills my mind to look at it and that kind of thing. And I went and l- researched and did things, and then I was bringing that elements in, but it wasn't landing, and then there was just so much disappointment and so much, you know, heartbreak. So I think it's imperative to do things that feel natural and also to just like you say communicate with people communicate yeah. the fuck out of everything yeah. and also i think the the distinction between fantasy and reality is also important to make yes so yeah. this is my fantasy this is what i want this is what i want to play out this is the reality this is the effect that it's having on me um how do these things influence each other like where is the line between what I'm experiencing right now and what my actual reality is. And I think the space that you go into, that vulnerable space, it's also important to realize that mm. you can only control your actions. Mm. You can't, unfortunately, predict whether somebody is going to be a complete dickhead about it or not. Mm. Um, and somebody might pretend to be like, yeah, yeah, fully invested, but actually they're like, this chick's hot, actually. I just want to hook up with her and mm. I'll say anything to get that. Sure. 
you also yeah. have to be aware of that. And mm. unfortunately, yeah, there are self, bad people. Self responsibility, and yeah, most people. There may even not be shit. people who don't know that they're being shitty and yeah. are being shitty. Yeah, just yeah. through like Those lack of knowledge or. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, I've certainly been that person, and you know, maybe you guys have in some in some way, but I've definitely like not behaved correctly yeah, we've all been there. through but through like no ill world just like mm. not knowing mm. uh how to be and uh, it takes a little bit of time and empathy to mm. work out how to be correct 90 percent of the time people are pretty cool okay it's the 10 percent the yeah. shitty 10 percent that are the shitty people um have you had experience with some people like that? Shitty people mm. or good people? Shitty people. Yeah, I've had experience with yeah. shitty people. I think we all have, um, especially being a woman on Fed Life. Yeah. Um, Fed Life and Kink, though, I kind of separate the two. Because sure. Fed Life is a complete fuck show. Um, yeah, I've had some shitty experiences, but like you need to be able to stand your ground and stand up for yourself and communicate well. Um, and then you have less problems mm. and also like go report something if someone's being uncool like mm. don't be afraid to go to the host and be like hey this oak's a fuckhead mm. um, <laughs> sorry. hey yeah. this oak's a fuckhead we don't like this it. one I love Fuck how mostly when we have this conversation <laughs> with multiple guests, everyone's like, he, he, he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have there ever been any shitty women that you... Oh, yeah, have? definitely. Lots of shitty women. Ha- not a lot of shitty women. They're, um, more shitty men? Way more shitty men. Okay. I mean, I'm kind of on a fuck the patriarchy vibe at the oh, moment. Oh, well, I think so the like... whole world is. Yeah, so we're on the same track. <laughs> um, but yeah, women can be pretty shitty too in various ways. Um I've had many women fuck me over in the scene. Just mm. way more men. Okay. Yeah. Um, on Fate Life, women are not that great either. Mm. Um, I get a lot of DMs from women looking for a fucking unicorn and okay. for their boyfriends. And I was completely fucked over by a woman on Fate because she wanted to hook up with me purely to get photos for her boyfriend and I was Ooh. like photos of you or photos of her, her and I oh. for her. and I was like that's super not cool man yeah. and she didn't and tell I mean if she told you that ahead of time and you're like cool let's do it that's yeah, different yeah that's different but it was afterwards so I was what? like oh that's lame that's terrible <laughs> Jesus. How, do, how does somebody even think that's okay no it's not oh, but the, I think I think this is, um, and coming from somebody that was completely outside of this realm and now finding my way deeper in, you know, there's so many assumptions made about people that are part of this this community and people that uh, enjoy this as a regular part of their life and actually identify with uh, a strong part of this, mm. um, that people think, well, you're less, you know, sensitive and you don't have feelings or, you know. No, people, people must stop fucking treating other people like objects. Totally. It's disgusting and it's gross and it's a big problem Um, because there are so many sexual photos on, on fake life. People forget that there's a personality behind the profile, which is why I think it's better for people to attend events. Go and meet the nice people and get to know them interact with the people you want to on mm. fed life that's what i use it for okay. um go and love the photos that you want to and ignore the assholes block them yeah. just block the fuck out of them fuck them yes yeah. just fed life is unfortunately yeah. a shit show in that regard but i mean it's the internet mm. do you feel like at parties and stuff you you get into character or is it just you doing the things or you receiving the things um, I think it's a bit of both. There's definitely a persona that I have at parties. Um, like I don't Hot wear squeak. I don't wear makeup. <laughs> okay. Like ever. Right. Um, I don't dress up. I don't fucking wear high heels. If you see me at a party, it's latex, mm. high heels. Oh makeup, wow! Hair done. I'm a completely different person. Okay, so um, it definitely is a character. Yeah, okay. and um, I'm still like the same personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you don't any, drop into like a dumb vibe. Well, yeah. So more serious. So if I know that there's quite a hectic play coming that I've planned for, I definitely need to like mentally huh. prepare myself for it. Like, it's not natural mm-hmm. to like go and hurt people in your mm-hmm. daily life. Mm-hmm. I need to mentally prepare myself for that. I like taking time to be like, okay, this person wants this. Huh. This is what we're going to do. I have to aim accurately. Um, 
so yeah, I do. I give off like an air at at parties. So I've been told, but it's, a it's pretty an air of, of, yeah. of, of competence as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's sure. like okay, I trust you. You clearly have a vibe yes. about you. Mm. And then if I know that I'm receiving that night, then the hair and makeup and high heels still apply. But I definitely am the person who's crossing my arms, mm-hmm. fucking scared, going to have nervous peas before the play. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's a headspace thing versus a performance thing. That's yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm it's definitely to... a headspace. So you're not, you're not, I'm not putting on so that they get more scared. Pers- no, but it is I fun. Do, I mean, it is fun. <laughs> I, like I said, I love like hitting pillows and stuff because yeah. it scares the living mm. shit out of people. And there's a lot of smack talk before mm. plays. Um, I love it. Like I love psyching people up for plays. If I know that something's going to be happening in like three weeks, I'm going to be like every couple of days. I'm going to be like, so how do you feel about the fact that your ass is going to be a bloody mess? <laughs> yeah. In, uh, in exactly just in videos of you days. like <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like. Are you ready? How are you doing? And I love people doing the same thing to me, like okay. when I'm getting ramped up. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so fucking shit scared, I'm dying. But the fear is a huge part of it for me. Um, the build up, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The build up also means like that I can probably take a lot more than if you just had to randomly grab me, put me over your lap, and spank me. Although that yeah. I'm sure is also that, that's also it's got its place. <laughs> yeah. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Check out the show notes for links to our email and Instagram page. Go ahead and send any questions, topic and guest suggestions or general feedback our way. Also, please, please, if you like what we're trying to do, it would mean so much to us if you could go and rate this podcast with max enthusiasm on whichever platform you are listening to this on. Thank you. We love you so hard.